Body, if you weren't here in Sunday school, I, uh, I was really not feeling well for a while. And so I've had two good weeks. So I'm thinking, this is awesome. Hello. I'm thinking I, I, I was at a point where I just literally, honestly, my wife will tell you, wake up and go back to bed and uh, headaches and the whole nine yards. So I'm good in the neighborhood. Amen. Come on. Turn your Bibles, if you would, this morning. Glad you made an effort to come today. 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. Preach a message pretty new. A little burden that I have, I guess. 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. title of the message this morning is Are you standing where you stood when you started? Let's let that sink in for just a minute. And I can go two ways, but we're we're living in a day and age where where people want to change the old paths. And I'm not listen, you hear me? I'm not moving. I'm on the Bible, I'm not moving. I mean, you you can come up with whatever you want to do, but I'm not moving from the Bible. And if it's not in the Bible, then I'm not believing it. Come on now. Listen, listen, this stinking devil has just just found a way to try to rob our joy, to rob our worship, and to rob our shout. I'm just being honest. We travel, and we haven't been traveling around a lot because of the pandemic, and God, God's unbelievable. He takes care of us. But he's succeeded. And we, we can't allow the devil to get victory. Do you hear me? <laughs> I talked about in Sunday school. Listen, when you look in the back, at the end, we win. Hello. Come on now. So it doesn't matter, you know, what they put us through and what goes on. The bottom line, the end is we're going to heaven. Hello. So threaten me any way you want to. Hello. I might change this message to say, are you standing where you stood when your parents started? The young bucks today don't have a a reference point. I do. I mean, I got saved. I didn't get saved until I was 25 years old. Some people may know that and others may not. But I was born and raised Roman Catholic. I went to 12 years of Catholic school, was taught about God in my head, but it wasn't until I was 25 when I heard for the first time, hmm, it was Jesus plus nothing else to get to heaven. And I thought, that can't be right. How can that be right? That's not, that's not what I was taught. Are you telling me they lied to me? And when I got saved July 6, 1980, at the age of 25, my life changed forever. My family's life changed forever. And I've not strayed what I was taught. But I want, I want to go over some things today that I think we're just not hearing today. And I think we need to be reminded, and I'm an evangelist And uh, I'm going to come here and leave, but I'm not going to scatter the church. You know what I'm talking about. But but sometimes an evangelist has a little more liberty than a pastor does in a church. 
So I believe this is what God wants this morning. And uh, let's, let's bow in a word of prayer and then we'll look into where scripture is. Lord, we love you today. I, I know I'm preaching to the choir today, but it's okay. Sometimes I have to be reminded myself. And live stream and people and being in services, I just help, I pray you help me to stand and to, to hold to the old paths. And uh, I pray that you wash me and cleanse me with your blood from all my sin. I pray I'd be open to whatever you'd want to speak to in my heart today. And I pray that everybody in this room today is open to whatever the Holy Spirit would say today. I, I don't want to be somebody who's stubborn and just doesn't want to change. And we'll be careful to give the praise and the honor and glory, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Second Thessalonians chapter number 2, beginning in verse number 15. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or our epistle, our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and have given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace. Here you go. This is what we need today. You ready? Comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. I want to look at another scripture, if I could, please. First Peter 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18, and then we'll get into the message. 1 Peter. I don't know, sometimes you're like me, like you got to say books of the Bible in your head. Like, where's that going? Is that back the other way? Yeah, the other way. Not too far the other way. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, for your vain conversation received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ, whew, I'm sorry, the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. I want to preach this message, and the first point I want to look at is, number one, our heritage, our heritage. And the first thing I want to look at, and, and I, I don't know, I can see it coming, being, being saved for a little while. I, I, I'm thinking people are going to start to say, and I said it in Sunday school, that it's going to be Jesus plus something to get to heaven. I can, I can just see it coming. Let me just remind you this morning that there's only one way to heaven, and that's never going to change. John 14, 1 says through 6, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. 
I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, come on now, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am ye may be also. Listen, listen. There's one way to heaven. Now let me help you here today. If you've never put your faith and trust in the one way, you need to put your faith and trust in that way today. Today is your day like it was my day when I was 25 years old. And it's not a salvation where we don't know it. It's a no-so salvation. Not by anything that we have done, but what everything that Jesus has done for us. I get overwhelmed sometimes when I'm in the vehicle thinking that how in the world could a God in heaven send his son who was perfect to leave heaven (laughs) to come to a bunch of people who didn't want him to begin with and loved you and me anyway. Come on, come on, come on. We, We have family, right? Do you know there's some people in our family sometimes it's hard to love? I mean, it's got issues. Hello? It's a little difficult. Listen, but they're still your family. This is the way it was in my house. I could talk about my brother and sister, but you better not or we're going to fight. And they might have all kinds of issues going on in life, whatever, come on now, but you better not talk about them. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not of works. Why? Lest any man should boast, because I know how I'd be. If I had a pardon, then I'd boast about it. So God took that all away. (laughs) You believe in Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for you? Come on now. You can get saved. Come on. And his blood will wash you from all your sins. You hear that? Plural sins. Past, present, and future. Hello? I thought, how in the world can that be possible? His blood shed on the cross cleansed all my sin. You know, I'm glad today. You ready? I'm washed in the blood. And I'm glad that my salvation is not based on the way I might believe and I think. It's the way the Bible says. And if you don't believe the Bible, then we got a problem. And you got a problem with salvation because you got to believe in the book. Because the person of the book is God. (laughs) And the Lord Jesus Christ was the Word. And He dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory. John 3 16 through 18 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And he came into the world not to condemn the world, for God sent us not son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. And he that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. I learned I learned for the first time that it was Jesus plus nothing else to get heaven. And here's how I was taught it. It's easy as A, B, C. The first thing you have to do is you've got to admit you're a sinner. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means 
You ready? Everybody's a sinner. <laughs> and inside of me, except for the Lord, dwelleth no good thing. Hello, because I'm a mess. Just ask my wife, amen? Coming up, being married for 45 years. She knows all about it, amen? Come on now. A, admit. B, believe. Acts 16, 31. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thine house. I want you to think about that for a minute. Here's Paul and Silas in the Philippian jail. They're beaten. They're beaten. Do you know what I would be doing if I was beaten? I'd be complaining. Come on now. Adjust your hello this morning. Come on now. I'd be complaining. Why is it going to happen to me? Oh, what did I do to deserve it? Hello? We deserve hell, to be honest with you. Hello? And the Bible says they were singing and praising God. And an earthquake come and shook. <laughs> and all the jail, come on, come on, the jailhouse is going crazy because all the bars were opened and everybody could escape. And the Philippian guy who's in charge is about ready to kill himself. Like you're in charge, man. You let people go, you're done. What a job, amen? No thank you, amen? And, and, and here's what he said, right, ready. He comes in with fear and trembling and says, come on now, what must I do to be saved? Do you think that just happened by coincidence? That was God's plan. So watch, watch. So we're in the pandemic. Can I help you today? Do you know what we like to do in the pandemic? I talked about it in Sunday school. Murmur and complain. Join the crowd. I got a shirt, T-shirt, amen? Come on now. Join the crowd. Why I got to go like this? Why, why? Why I got to have a mask on everywhere I go? I got to go to the diner. I got to go, I got to go to the restaurant. I got to wait in line. Listen, listen, do you know what happened? We got knocked out of our comfort zone. We, we, we sort of took things for granted. We're just, just going along as everything's going along and everything's good. Come on, come on, listen. My, my mom, you know why my mom's upset? Because it messes up with her going to the restaurant. That's, that's right, hon? I mean, that's what my, wife, my mom's all mad about. Can't even go to a stinking restaurant. What is wrong with these people? Come on now. Listen. They're trying to change the way we think. And we can't change the way we think about the Bible. It's our heritage. It's what we believe in. It's what we ought to die for. People before us died for this. They gave their blood for it. And so we think it's bad when we got to go through some rough times. Hello, come on, join the crowd. I'm talking to me this morning. I'm getting in the car, like, you know, what in the world's gonna happen? Where are we going? We go, oh, I, I was going to hotels, and like, you know, people won't let you in the hotel if you come from a different state when the pandemic started. 
big sign right up there. If you're from New Jersey or Maryland, you can't cross over in Delaware. What? I am in America. Who's policing that? They were policing some of the stuff in liquor stores and everything else because everybody was coming across the state. But listen to me, we have a heritage. We need to hold on to what we have. And we got young people that have to know the heritage we have because they're the ones who are going to continue with it. Try to get in your mind and mess you up. A, B, and the last one is C. Romans 10, 9, or 10, 13 says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10, 9, and 10 said, if thou wilt confess with the mouth of the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that, that God hath raised, that Christ has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be what? You know what? This is a no-so salvation here. It's not doubt. So let me help you today. If you're here and you're not 100% sure that if you died today, you're going to heaven, you need to settle that today. It wasn't but over a year ago, and I appreciate everybody's prayers where my stent closed. A year ago, it's over a year ago now, last July, and I, I, I might have told the story, but, but I literally died. I mean, they shocked me twice. I didn't come back. I woke up with the doctor on my chest doing CPR. I said, you know, doc, that really hurts. <laughs> Hello? Broke a rib. You know, that's what's supposed to happen if he did right. So, so I'm alive today. <laughs> Hello? Could have been dead. Could have been my time. Wasn't my time. I'm still supposed to be here to aggravate my wife a little bit. Amen. Still leave the toilet seat up. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, man, I'm just saying. Just had to throw that in there. But we have a heritage. We, we, we can't move from that. We, we, we can't fudge that. And there's a world outside of here, listen to me very carefully, is looking for something and someone who is real. That's what they're looking for. They're tired of the phonies. They're looking, ready, for people who live what they believe. That's far and few between today, huh? Come on now, we're going to get into it in just a minute. So first is the salvation. Number two is the sanctification. Uh, let's see where we want to turn. Uh, go to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy. I'm going to make you use your Bible a little bit today, all right? I speak enough anyway, so hello. 2 Timothy 2. 2 Timothy 2, 21 and 22. 2 Timothy. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. Sometimes I got to do that stuff all in my head. Amen? Colossians. 2 Timothy 2, 21 and 22. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use. Did I have to turn that back on? Is it on? 
Sometimes I can't tell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, whatever. It doesn't really matter because I don't need a microphone anyway. But anyway, <laughs> verse 22, that's very true. Flee also useful lusts, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Wow. Philippians 2.5 says, Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Turn to one other place, if you would, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. First Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Watch it now. Watch, watch, watch what, what God says here. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetousness, covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And this next one, woo, it's an awesome verse. Watch it. And such were some of you. Come on now. But you are washed, but you are sanctified, but you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. Thank God for that. Watch it. I'm glad I'm not what I used to be. Amen. Come on. Praise God for that. Hello. That, that got left at the cross. But I got a little bit of a problem. I'm not what I should be. God's still working on me. I'm construction realm in progress. Hello. But watch it. One day I'm going to be just like him. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to be in glory with a new body. Hear how many got pains and aches and all that kind of crazy stuff. Arthritis and all that. Lord have mercy. I'm just thinking I'm getting older. I'm like ready to get out of here. Amen. I'm, I'm just saying. Can I get a witness right there? Come on. Turn 65 and everything's downhill from there. Lord have mercy. So secure to hold nine yards. Amen, Lord. I'm just saying. But, but that's, that's where I was. Thank God I'm not what I used to be. Amen? Come on now. Thank God by the grace of God I'm not what I used to be. That word sanctification means made holy, consecrated, set apart for sacred services. Watch it. Sanctification is experience and it is a day-by-day -day development. Can I ask you a question? How holy and sanctified are you living? I, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think, like, God doesn't see everything. Like, who am I kidding? Like, one day, one day, I'm, like, everybody in this room is going to stand before God. And I'm going to give an account of my life. I'm not going to be judged for my sin. I'm going to give an account for my works. And what I did for Christ. Wow. 
I don't know about you, but that, that gets, I'm a little fearful of that. I'd like rather just go to heaven and not, not stand before God. Because that's far worse than standing in front of a principal in his office. Been there before with that. That's not a good thing. Amen. Hello. Back in the day, I had nuns. Mm. You didn't mess with the nuns. Amen. Uh, you, you didn't mess. I, I, I called one Big Mac. You're not supposed to. Oh, I, she, I called her Big Mac, and she backhanded me and knocked me right out of my seat. Amen. I watched her take a Jimmy Steelman that I went to school in seventh grade, and, she, and he cut school, and she found out about it. And she lifted him up by his throat of his neck with one hand up in the air like this. When he got down right about here, she went, Jimmy Steelman, you'll never cut school again. Boom! Yeah, cut his lip. Now, there was a rule in our house. Dad said, if you get in trouble at school and they call me, you're in trouble twice. So, if me and my brother got away with something in school and nobody called home, we ain't telling nobody. Because Papa, oof, you didn't mess with Daddy. Hello? And you didn't mess with them nuns. Lord, have mercy. I had some bad experiences. I still have nightmares. Amen? (laughs) But what they were trying to do was... They were trying to put some fear into me. And you know how young kids are. We're we're a bunch of knuckleheads. Like, we don't listen. Hello? They'll, like, beat it into you. Now, now, now I go back. Here we go. And let me me illustrate it now. Sanctification. Come on. The Lord's not going to beat it into you. And he's going to let you live the way you want to live. The Bible says you're going to enjoy your sin for a season. But there's payment. You might be happy now, but you're not going to be happy forever. So, so let me just pause again. So, so how holy are you living? How holy is Joe Kaiser living? What we say, what we do. Come on, I always throw this in because it always convicted me. How we drive. Lord, have mercy. That is my pet sin. I'm on the road all the time. Lord, have mercy. I just tell people. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, sometimes I get out of control and I want to scream. Green means Go! 45 miles an hour, not 25. No double braking lines. And you know, come on now, you want you got the double yellow line and you want to make a move. Hello. Philippians 2.5 says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ. So we look first at our heritage or our salvation, and number two, 
We looked at our sanctification. Number three, and buckle up here. How about our separation? From the world to God, not from God to the world. My wife and I talk about this a lot. When when I first got saved, July 6, 1980, you heard a lot about living holy. You heard about reading your Bible and praying. You heard about you couldn't live like the world. You had to be separated from the world. You you were told how you should dress. There were some standards going on. I'm not trying to make you nervous. I'm just trying to say to you, that's what I heard. And I I was told that I needed to be separated from the world. Now watch, when I was growing up, well, I, I mean, I'm 25 when I got saved. You could tell the Christians there was a difference. Today we're trying to blend in. And, and we don't want to look different. Come on now. We don't want to act different. So we now, now watch it, we begin talking like they talk. Come on now. We begin living like they're living. So much to so that we even go to the places they go that we have no business being in. At a church, at a church, Big church, not not a fundamental Baptist church, but they had, after church on Sunday night, they had the gathering, it was called, and what they did is they all went bar hopping. Now now listen to me. Listen to me. Back, Back when I was coming up, we'd be screaming about that. Today? Come on. You know what we do? We accept it. The Bible says in Genesis, it's one man, one woman. There's no getting away from that. Can I help you today? That's it. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. If you say that in Canada, they'll lock you up. I don't care. The Bible says it. Come on now. And now we're teaching our kids in public schools that they can't decide what they are. What? You were born into this world. You were a boy. You're still a boy. Hello. The Bible says in end days, they're going to change the natural affection of the way somebody is. It's sickening. It makes me sick. Seriously. And we've just just decided that we're going to accept. Listen to me. I'm not saying you don't accept the person you just don't accept the sin. Because we're not for the sin. We're for them getting saved. Hello? But I want to be separated, come on, to God from the world. I'm not liking to look like the world. You see it today. Come on now. You see it. Come on, start looking around. Pay attention. Really, honestly. Well, you know, we just stop. 
No, no, I want to be separated. <laughs> I want no parts of it. I got, I got enough problems. Come on, I got enough problems just keeping my life holy and right with God all day, every day. I got enough problems to be, and then be connected to that. All right, 1 John chapter 2, you might as well turn there. Go ahead, turn there. Might as well. They heard it this morning, so you might as well, it's Sunday school. 1 John chapter 2, 15. And we'll turn to one other scripture. I don't know how far we'll get. We'll be good. 1 John chapter 2, 15 through 17. The Bible says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's pretty clear. <laughs> That's pretty clear. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Do you know how I get in trouble? Come on, right there, three ways. These eyes, do you know these eyes are never satisfied? You get the newest thing, and you want the newest thing after that. Christmas time comes, worst time in the world. Like, like, like don't let your kids look at anything on the television. No kind of advertisement. My grandkids, they want everything in the world. I want that, I want that, I want that. I want that. They ain't paying for any of it, amen? Come on now. And I'm not saying Santa Claus brought it because it came out of my pocket, amen? I'm just, I'm just going to pause right there for that, amen? I'm just saying, okay? That, that never, watch it. The, the Bible says the eyes of men are never satisfied. Listen, the lust of the flesh. Whew, man, oh man. When I was growing up, like we never got enough to eat, but we got a lot to eat. Like we were never satisfied. <laughs> like like, like, like I, I say this all the time, like we didn't eat. Why do they even call those little things, come on, cereal bowls? Are you kidding me? That's like a snack. We ate mixing bowls of cereal. What are you kidding me? I mean, just don't put like a cup of milk out. Get the gallon out, amen? Like, we're going to be here a while. Well, my brother and I, we could eat. Mom always said it was cheaper, really, to, to, to clothe us than it was to feed us. And we go through one loaf of bread every lunchtime. Never gained an ounce. Hello? Not a pound. Now I just look at bread and I gain weight. I'm just saying. Hello, things have changed. <laughs> Metabolism's a little different. <laughs> Hello? I still eat it, though. Amen? <laughs> I'm thinking right now. <laughs> thinking of rolls, it's time to cut the service. Amen? But I'm just saying. Never satisfied. And here you go, watch. Pride of life? Good night. Professional sports. I, I'm so sick of it. It just I, I haven't watched a professional football game yet. I'm sick of it. I'm just sick of it. And I'm a sports guy. Ask my wife. The man cave is only supposed to have sports on in the man cave. 
And then sometimes you got to put Hallmark movies on. It's purgatory. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Because you just got to keep mama happy. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Lord, have mercy. Watch those things put me through purgatory. Amen. Think I'm a Catholic again. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Like, like, like really? Like you get paid all those millions of dollars? Listen, I'm not talking about all the injustices and all the things. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about having a little respect. Have a little respect. Hello? Pick and choose to, you're going to kneel. Now they don't even come out for the national anthem. This is nuts. Can I help you here? If you're not happy with America, go somewhere else to live. You're not going to make that money somewhere else like that. Hello? Problem with you is you're pampering. I know you had a rough life, but you're doing pretty good right now. How these guys even get broke after they make all the money they did. All they have to do is take $1 million, put it in a bank, and never touch it, and you can live off the interest for the rest of your life, and I'm not even a big business guy. Hello? But we, listen to me, listen to me. We can't, we can't be people who want to be just like they are. And then, watch it, we try to sell that dream to our kids. Are you crazy? Do you know the professional sports, they don't go to church? Do you know that their life is going to be sucked away from being for Christ? And I know there are people who talk about the Lord. I know that, but to live for Christ? Let me just ask you a question this morning. So where are you at? If I followed you around, could I just say that you're more for God than you are for the world? Is that how you live? You know, because some of us, we don't live, come on, the way we're supposed to live. We live just the way we think we should live. Let me just help you here today. God wants every Christian to live separated and holy. He said, be holy for I am holy. I didn't say it's easy. Hello? But that's what we're supposed to do. And I'm just feeling like that we're not standing where we used to stand. And we're, we're seeing a change. And things are changing, and we're not standing. Well, Charlie made a comment, and we have $35,000 worth of fines that we haven't paid. Three courts have not ruled on it. We haven't gotten any more fined. But he said, we ain't closing the church down again. Ain't happening. We're going to go to jail before they close the church down. Listen, listen to me. We got to take a stand here. Go tell me to worship outside. What? 20-degree weather. Are you out of your mind? Listen to me. There was one time a Boston Tea Party. I don't know if you remember that. For what reason? For tyranny. We're living in America. There are people who gave their lives for this country. They're even trying to take away the Constitution so they don't have to be any, have any absolutes. 
Come on now. Let me, let me help you today. Where are you at today? Are you saved? I'm mean, like, if you died today, do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you're going to heaven? Thank God I know that. Woo! Not by what I've done, but all that he did. Perfect work. Come on now. I want to be somebody who believes what the book says. I, I, I want to be somebody who sanctified and set apart for his service so whatever he wants me to do, I can do. God's not going to use a dirty vessel. Not. And we're not supposed to be unequally yoked with unbelievers. I remember, I'm, I'll close with this story. I had a young girl, her name was Janine Davis. And she got saved. I might have told the story before, but it's good right here. And she said, uh, said, she said, Pastor God, she said, I'm dating this guy. And uh, she just got saved. She said, should I still be with this guy? Went to Catholic high school, getting ready to graduate. She said, uh, I said, well, the Bible says uh, two can't walk together unless they be agreed. I said, but you just got saved. We can get him saved. Now we got two saved people. Come on now. I said, that'll work. I said, why don't you have him come over during one of our Bible studies and I'll witness to him and see if we can get him saved. He didn't want no parts of it. Dropped her like a hot potato, amen? And she was going to go public school teaching and she directed her thing to go to Bible college so she could teach in a Christian school. And we went to the Dominican Republic and we went on a missions trip. I remember like it was yesterday. She said, I like that guy. That was Ron Autry's son, Jonathan. I said, Janine, there's only one problem. He's engaged. She said, well, you always told me if, if it's God's will, then God could break up the engagement, and then I'll marry her. I thought, this girl's loony, man. What in the world did I teach her, Amen. She's telling me, you know, God, all things are possible with God. Now, now she's preaching to the preacher. Amen. Come on now. Hello. So I, I began to talk to Jonathan's dad. And she, he said, you know, I really didn't want him to really marry this girl anyway. And I don't think he'd be good. She'd be good for him. This is the girl he's engaged to. Not even a month later. Engagement gets broken off. And they begin a long-distance relationship from the Dominican. That's long distance. Hello. The next mission trip we go on, she gets engaged. Hmm. She married that guy. Both of them went around raising support to be a missionary in the Dominican Republic. And I don't know, they got three or four kids, whatever. Let me just help you here today. You know what God could do if we just let him? That girl had no idea the day she got saved 
that God was going to do that. I had no idea when I got saved that God was going to do what he did in my life. I, I, people say to me, like, like, what's going on? I said, I'm living a dream. I mean, I'm traveling. Are you kidding me? I mean, it's unbelievable. I travel with my wife. I mean, how can you beat that? Seriously. So I say, I'm living a dream. They look at me like I'm crazy. I am a little crazy, amen, but I am living the dream, amen? And I put it all back to one thing. Two. And I'm not going to preach the point. I surrendered one day. July 6, 1980, got saved. July 1982, on the second pew, came down and surrendered my life to the Lord. Pew. Pew. Listen to me. I... I I can't plot it out. I married a wife, a woman that really wanted to stay in the same house. That's what she wanted, number one. Number two, be married to the same guy. Now, she's still married to the same guy, but she moved 11 times. I don't know if she got the better or the worst, amen? I'm just saying, hello. It's bad when you move enough that you know how big the box is that fits into the hole, amen? That's how you know bad it is, amen? But I'm through. So where are you at when you start? Still standing for what you should be standing for? Still living like you're living, supposed to be living? Still still separated? Come on, to God, not from God? We, we, we can't allow the devil to take away our joy. Because joy's not been canceled in the pandemic. Come on now. I mean, your joy should come from the Lord. Can't come from things. It's got to come from the Lord. And none of this has been canceled. Salvation hasn't been canceled since the pandemic. There's still people getting saved. Come on now. Hello. We just got to be a people, come on, who just want to see God do something. I, I, I want to see God bring revival before I go home to glory. I really do. Honestly, I do. And I, I just need to pray. And I need to fast more for it. Because God's able. And we can't limit the hand of God. Because God can do anything he wants to do. Heads bowed, eyes closed. I'm through. I'm finished. I don't, I don't know everybody here today. I know a lot of you. Excuse me, maybe you're here today, and if you died, you're not 100% sure you're going to heaven. Maybe today you got a little doubt about that. And maybe, maybe, maybe the Holy Spirit of God is convicting you a little bit like he did with me. And you say, Brother Kaiser, by an uplifted hand, you know what, I, I, I have been struggling a little bit with the salvation I have. And uh, could you pray for me? I, I have some doubts. Could you pray for me? If you put your hand up, I'd be 
certainly glad to pray for you. Anybody like that today? You got some doubt. Anybody got doubt today? Anybody? Anybody? Point number two. Maybe say, you know what? I, I, I just got to be honest. I, I basically allowed and have allowed the pandemic, the devil, to get some places. And honestly, um, I, I just need to live a little more holy than what I'm doing right now. And I've been sort of like leaning. Maybe not fully there, but I'm leaning that way. Maybe, maybe God spoke to your heart today like he spoke to my heart today. And you say, could you please pray for me? Here's my hand. Anybody like that today? God spoke to you? Maybe making some changes? Thank you. I appreciate that. Anybody else? Just put your hand up, put it back down. Thank you. I appreciate it. Anybody else? Come on, just be honest with God today. I don't know, maybe you're here today and maybe, maybe God just put his little finger just like he did with Janine. And uh, called her to be a missionary. Maybe God wants you to surrender your life today. And you say, but up with the hand, Brother Kaiser, God spoke to my heart today. And uh, I want to surrender today to the Lord, whatever he wants me to do. And here's my hand. Anybody like that today? Anybody? Thank you, sweetheart. Appreciate that. Father, we thank you for your goodness, your love, and your mercy. Pray you bless the invitation. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's just take a moment. If you'd like to come forward and come to the altar.